Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And we're going to ask you this week that if this broadcast has been a benefit to you, if you have heard God's word and been inspired by it, that you might donate to our show this week. We are in need of your financial aid. You have probably heard the statement before that the gospel is free, but the airwaves cost money. <laughs> and so we are in need of your help this week. And so we just ask that you would pray. And if God lays it on your heart to help this ministry, that you would do so. You will hear at the end of the show our P.O. box. And we just ask that you would prayerfully consider helping our show financially. Amen. And uh, just before we took off uh, yesterday, we were... Speaking on the, another key of the kingdom, and it's the key of giving. We understand that God so loved the world that he, he gave. And again, in these keys of the kingdom that Jesus referenced in Matthew 16, 19, they lock and unlock things. So we can unlock heaven's resources. We can unlock the wisdom of God, uh, the blessings of the Lord, as we utilize the keys or the principles of the kingdom of God. And this one is, is giving. And, and the Bible has so much to say about giving. And again, that's what this broadcast is designed to do. Ignite your faith on fire by, by showing you in the word of God what thus said the Lord. Well, see, Jesus talked about giving maybe more than anything else because yes, he knew he did. that where your treasure was, your heart would be also. Right. Well, he knew the principle, the seed principle too. He knew that the earth gave. That's the way God set it up. A farmer plants some seed. He gets in time, he gets some harvest. You know, and the first man came out of the earth. So when you leave, you know, your body goes back to the earth too. But anyway, everything that God created in this earth gives. The earth, the trees give us oxygen. You know, we get natural resources out of the earth. Gas, oil, all the water, silver, gold. No wonder the Lord says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So everything that the Lord has gives. Everything he created gives. And he created us, too, in his image and his likeness. So we're to be imitators of God, his dear children, and we're to be givers, too. And before we left last, uh, yesterday, we were at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse, we were at verse 6. And again, I'm going to read again. This is Paul, and my subtitle has, again, the cheerful giver. The cheerful giver. So there's an opposite of cheerful. I mean, well, you can't go there. give because you have to. No, no, no. You've got to be a cheerful giver. But look what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly or gives sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully or gives bountifully or in abundance 
will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposed in his heart. And that's what Richards was just asking today in the beginning of the broadcast. You know, give as you purpose in your heart. And he says, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. That's the one God loves, the cheerful giver. So he don't like a grudgingly giver. He don't like a hoarder. And it doesn't matter what it is that you're giving. Right, right, you're right, giving right. it because, and you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But God no, no, no. But but in this idea. context right here, Paul was speaking of, of, of finances because right. he, he needed money for the gospel. Again, the gospel is free, but it costs money to get it out because ministers need to be fed. And, you know, there's expenses associated with ministry. There's expenses associated with this broadcast. They, they don't, don't just let the airways for free. Yeah, we don't get it free. And our manager's always saying, hey, guys, you guys didn't make a payment this month. So anyway, the, the gospel costs money. And, and we love him because he, he he extends grace. But he, they're running a business here, too. It's a business, the radio station, Life Radio. So we have, we have to honor our obligation. So anyway, what we're saying, verse 7, So let each one give as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, here's the promise right here. Verse eight and God, see, and God is able. I like to stop right there and say God is able. Oh, he's able to do what he does. He's not unable. He's able, look, to make all grace. And that word grace is every favor, every earthly blessing abound towards you. You who what? You who are the giver that you always having all sufficiency in all things. He just mentioned three alls right there. That all things may have an abundance for every good work. Meaning as you give, God says, I'm going to make sure you're supplied to continue to do good work. But see, and, and we talked about this earlier, you know, yesterday, I think. The world teaches that if you give, you will have less. No. And it doesn't matter what it is that you're giving. That you will have less. God is actually teaching the more you give, the more you'll well, have. Well, God's teaching the truth. This is but the I mean, truth. His word to, is truth. We have to stop thinking like the world. The world says that Don't if be you conformed give, you will to the have world. less. No. God says if you give, you will have more. Again, God's telling the truth. The world's telling you a lie. That's a, the scripture says. But I mean, this is where it goes back to transforming right, your mind. Right. right. <laughs> transforming your well, mind because the, the world does The say, Bible says the God of this world is Satan. Say he's a liar. He wants to deceive you to believe that if you give, you're going to have less. But see, we're and taught God that says, if no. I have a piece of pie or I have a pie and it has eight pieces and I give you five, I'm going to have less than I had before. No, because as you go through your day, you're going to get blessed with something else because that's the principle. You just participated in the principle of giving and receiving. But see, we have to change our mind, though. We have to right. believe God and not the world because well, and the world does say that you'll have less if you give you more. You know what? And here's the thing is you have to expect. The farmer, when he sows seed, he expects a harvest in due season. And I tell people after our church service. And he doesn't go home and tell his wife, oh, I should only plant a few seeds because I need a big know, harvest. No, and I always tell people in our services, as you give, expect. Expect a return on your giving because the Scripture tells you that. And you're only going to get what you expect. A woman, when she's pregnant and she finds out she, she's pregnant, they use the term, she's expecting. She's expecting what? And it was a seed planted in her. But she's expecting a baby from that seed. So we say she's expecting. And she waits that nine-month period. Then the harvest comes, the child. So that's the principle. It works in that way, too. Man gives the seed. So when the baby's born, she doesn't say, oh, boy, that shocked me. No, no, no. She's been <laughs> she expecting. expecting it. And she starts preparing. So as you give, you need to go out expecting and preparing to receive. Actually, they says that too. 
when she has the baby, she's in receiving. <laughs> she's in receiving. Because they understand she's received the baby. She received what she was believing for for the nine, what she's been preparing for for the nine months. Yeah. So let's read the rest of that scripture. Back to verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That's earthly flavor and blessings. Abound towards you that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Now, here's the, another promise. It is, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now, look at verse 10. Now, here's another promise. Now, may he, that's God, who supplies seed. See, you got to see God as your source. He gives you the power to get wealth. It says that in Deuteronomy 8.18. He gives you the ability to go out and get wealth because he lets you breathe his oxygen. He gives your body the strength that it needs. So it says. And whatever brain power and man Oh, wisdom. He, he's the source of that. Not you. So he says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving to us through God. So he says, as you give, it causes thanksgiving to God because people see your generosity. Again, concerning this broadcast, as you give to support this ministry, Faith on Fire, Many people are being blessed. We get the phone calls and the letters constantly. But your free will offering, your giving is going to allow us to be blessed. And, and we don't get the glory here. God gets the glory. Because our desire is to lead people to Christ. Because we understand we're ministers of reconciliation. We're ambassadors for Christ. So we're just doing what God instructed us to do. Any heart that gets changed because of anything that's said on here is right. because of God. Well, well faith us. comes by hearing. And we're just vessels... We're ministers of reconciliation again. We're vessels. We're doing what he told us to do. And he's probably telling somebody out there, the listeners, support that ministry. Because we're advancing the kingdom. That's what we're about. We're, we're help building up the church. Yeah, we're in the five-fold ministry. And again, that takes resources. It takes funds to keep ministry flowing. So that's what he said. So look, let's, let's finish up. Verse 12. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints. Ooh, that's what I just said. But also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ. Meaning you say you know God, well, God is a giver. So he's saying you imitate God. Uh, okay. To the, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. For... And by their prayers for you who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for, it, for this in, indescribable gift. He calls giving an indescribable gift. What well, is a gift? Because we know God so loved the world he gave. He gave the gift of his son Jesus. That's a gift to give. And it's a blessing to the recipient when they get a gift. Anybody out there that gets a gift, they're pretty happy about it. You know, most all things being equal, you receive a gift, it's something good. So uh, God wants us to be cheerful givers. He wants to bless us, and that's how we keep increasing in the kingdom. You know, farmers understand that principle. Back to Malachi chapter 3. He says in verse 8, Will a man rob God, yet you rob me? But you ask, how do we rob you? See, God says to them, you rob me, and they say their response is not, how can we do better? Their response is, How? How, how do we rob you? We don't rob you. We've never robbed you. How do we rob you? And he says to them, in tithes and offerings, 
Verse 9, you are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And then this is the part I like. Test me in this. God is actually saying, let me prove to you that what I'm telling you is true. You need to give to me. Let me just test me. Just try it and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord God Almighty. And so God says to them, you need to give. You need to give. But I know the world tells you that if you give, you won't have enough. But he says, so just test me in the giving. Just test I've me. I've tasted and I've seen. I just, tested them. I just test-, test me in this yeah, and don't, and you will see that I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Some versions say that your storehouses will not be able to hold it. And so God is saying, if, if you don't believe me, you know, here's what I'm talking to you about giving. But I'm going to let you, you put me through the test. If you don't believe me, <laughs> just try it. Just try it once. And I will pour out so much blessing that you won't be able to hold all of the blessing that I will pour out. Once again, we go back to the idea of what does the world say? The world says that if you give, you will have less. God says if you give, you will have more. We're talking specifically right now about finances, but this applies to everything in life. If you give more love, you don't get less you get more. If you give more peace, you don't get less, you get more. God cannot be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. So when we sow love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, that's what we receive. When we give financially, when we sow financially, we also in the same way reap. We don't get less we get more. God loves a cheerful giver. and We've got to get back to the understanding that when we give, as God says, no matter what it is, that we actually end up with more, not less of what God has said. Amen. And here's a scripture that just verifies what you just said, Brother Richard. Look, in Proverbs chapter 11, I'm going to start at verse 24. Proverbs eleven twenty four. We always going to give you the word here. I'm not. We're just not making stuff up. I'm going to always give you the word. Look, Proverbs eleven twenty four. There is one who scatters, yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Uh oh, you can't get nothing in a closed hand. You can only get something in an open hand. Close your hands and see how much your fist and see how much you can get in there. Nothing. So that's what he's saying. And there's one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Look at verse 25. I love this one. The generous soul will be made rich. Now, I didn't write this. It's in the book right here. The generous soul, he said, will be made rich. And he who waters will also be watered himself. That's good. The people will curse him who withholds grain, but the blessing will be on the head of him who sells it or gives. So that's what God wants. God wants us to be cheerful givers. And again, we get it right out of the word. And our job is Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. 
We got the Constitution. This is our Constitution. This is our manual. And if God says it, then with James, he tells us not to just be a hearer of the word only. He said, because if you're a hearer only and not a doer, you're actually deceiving yourself. So it's to our benefit to not just hear it, but go ahead and do it. Because we know faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. But now you, after you hear it, now you got to act on it. If he says go down to the River Jordan and wash in the dirty water, go ahead and do it. It may not make sense. If he says give and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, go ahead and do it. It's not, not, it not going to make sense to your mind, but that's your spirit. God speaks to our inner man, that spirit. That spirit wants to be obedient to the voice of the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep hear me, and they know my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So, and even your family members might take Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them the ones you don't follow. Don't take no un... Godly counsel. Blessed is the man who walks I mean, not in the family, path. Family, friends, all kinds of people you might know might be the part of the world that's telling you the opposite of what God says. Mm -hmm. That's people why grow up in families. They grow up with friends that tell them the opposite of what God has well, to say. That's why the scripture says, "Walk in the Spirit." Or live by what the Spirit says. You know, scripture said, "Jesus said, he who has ears to hear what the Spirit says, let him hear." Also, here's one more. While we're in Proverbs, look at this one right here. Proverbs, uh, where was it at? Uh, oh, 3, 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Okay, now here's verse 10. Here's the promise. God never tells you to do anything without a promise. The promise is in verse 10. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Which is exactly what he's saying Ooh, in another way in Malachi. Right, right, right. So that's what God wants to do. He wants to increase you. He's always about increasing. You know, he gave his son Jesus, and he got increased. Look how many Christians God has or people reconcile back to him through that one seed, the seed of David, Jesus. He was the seed of David. That's what the scripture refers to. He planted that one seed, and look what he got. He got many brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's the principle. And I always tell people the things of God are really simple. We just make them hard with our intellect and reasoning, but it's really simple. Well, then the devil just twists them. Well, he, well, he, he perverts it. Them. He wants to pervert yeah, it. He, he twists them into Cast a lie. Cast out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what he's told Eve. You know, God has said you can have fruit of anything except for this one tree. You can't eat of this fruit. if you eat that one, you're so, going to be just like him. And so what does the devil come along? Did God really say you couldn't eat any of the fruit in this garden? You know, which is a complete lie. It's completely the opposite of what God had said. But the devil, anybody who thinks the devil's not doing that today, he still tells people right. the world's way is almost always exactly the opposite mm -hmm. of what God says. The world says you have to look out for number one. You have to take care of yourself. God says to esteem others above yourself. Mm -hmm. The devil says, the world says you've got to hoard all that you can and keep all that you can and get all that you can. And God says, no, you need to give. And so the devil perverts almost everything that God says to the opposite of what God says mm -hmm. and then bombards us with that idea over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And I like to refer to Deuteronomy 8.18. You know what? When I got saved, that was one of the first scriptures on increase that I got a revelation of or understanding of. And Deuteronomy 8.18, actually I haven't went there to my, in my Bible, but it's in my heart. It says, and you shall, he was telling the children of Israel this as they were going into the promised land. He gave them a reminder. He says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get well. 
Then he went on to say that he may establish his covenant that he swore with your forefathers, referring to Abraham. And then the scripture tells us in Galatians, if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the same promise I made these guys back there, because you're in Christ, you're in the family now, that promise belongs to you. And you need to heed it and understand that it is God who gives us the power to obtain wealth, to get increase. Well, see, everything we have is a gift of God. We don't tend is. to think of this all the time because we think we work hard. Well, the world tells we, you that. You worked hard for that, Richard. Right, that, that's Deserve how, that. You know, I mean, and you hear people say things like, I've got this house because I worked hard. I've got clothes on my back because I worked hard. My kids go to a nice school because I worked hard. And so we've, we've been programmed to the I, I, I. That Who said we, that in the beginning? I, I, I. Right, I we, did this. I'm the most high. I can sing. I sound good. And so we, we are programmed to this whole idea that what we have, we got through our own effort. We've got to go back to the idea. I created the, the oxygen. Truth <laughs> that God made right, everything right. and that everything we have is a gift, gift of God. Yes, and since yes. it's a gift of God, it actually really belongs to God. He just lets you steward it. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything that we have is the gift of God. So it actually belongs to God. Mm-hmm. The the clothes on our back belong to God in the sense that He was able came from the, he, his he stuff cotton the ability, He made cotton, but I mean He gave us the ability mm-hmm. to make whatever money it, that costs those clothes cost. Mm-hmm. Well, and some people work with their brain power, some people work with their back power. I call it the muscle power. But whatever it is, however it is that you're able to make your living, it's because God gave. And that's you what He those was saying gifts. in Deuteronomy eight eighteen. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who enables you to do this. Right. It's not by I mean, your if, if power, nor by your brain. And you have and people say, "Well, I just I don't work by my back. I work by brain power." God gave you those brains. Mm-hmm. If if you work in a field where you work with your hands or whatever, God gave you that ability to be able to do that. So whatever it is that you do, God gave you the ability to do whatever it is, and so. Really, the reality of it is, is that you have what you have because of what God gave to you already. So there's no sense hoarding it because God gave it to you in the first place. Well, and God, he's not going to let you ever go out, go without. He's not going to put you in this earth and allow you to run out. Again, I've been on this earth for 50 years now, and I haven't ran out of anything. I haven't. I have always had clothes to wear. I haven't lost any weight for a lack of food to eat. There's always been water to drink. You know, there's plenty of oxygen. There's plenty. You know, Satan wants you to believe scarcity. And when you're a child of he God. He wants you to fear. Yeah, he wants you to fear. But when you're a child of God, remember Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Want for anything. Because he's my a, a good shepherd watches over the sheep. He makes sure they don't want things. And again, it's about meditating on God's word and getting all the, the revelation out of it. He wants us to see him as our source. That's the bottom line. That's why he say you shall remember the Lord your God. What is he? He didn't say your job. He didn't say the government. He didn't say nobody. He said, I'm the one who gives you the power to get abundance. Recently, I had somebody say, but what happens when you have a bill that's due and you don't have the money? What 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 do you do? How come how can you say that you shouldn't worry or you shouldn't have fear? And I actually said to was is this the first bill you've ever had that you didn't have the money for? And they said no. I said, Did the money come through? Did somehow were you able to pay those previously? And they said, Yeah. I said, 
the Lord will see you through this time. See, we have these fears about things. We have a fear about a bill that's due, or we have a fear about an illness, or we have a fear about whatever the fear might be. And then when we step back and we say to ourselves, is this the first time this ever happened? And the answer for most people is no, it's not the first time this ever happened to me in my life. And God saw me through before. So guess what God's going to do this time? He's going to see you through again. There's no reason for fear because God's brought you through all these things. Well, the scripture says, even when we're not faithful, he's still faithful. Right. He's still faithful because you're still here. So I'm reminded of the prodigal son, a story Jesus told. He went out and squandered all his and and was broke busted. But he came to his senses, the scripture says, Jesus said, and he remembered, oh, in my father's house, the least of his servants are doing better than I am right now. I'm here with the pigs eating pig slop. He said, I know what I'm going to do. Hoping to I'm going to, yeah, 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 hoping. <laughs> Can I get some of that? But he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back on my hands and knees and I'm going to ask my father back in. And I'll accept the lowliest job there. And we know the rest of the story. His father waited for him with open arms. And again, God wants us to understand that he's our source. And again, we we're talking about this because here it is. When you're operating in these principles, again, I, I don't fear about my future anymore <laughs> since I, I've seen the faithfulness of God and I've been practicing the principles. And even if you're practicing the principles, Satan will still try to make it look like you're sinking, that the ship is sinking. But your job is to fight the good fight of faith and and thank the Lord that all my needs are met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you for the windows of heaven and blessings. Thank you for multiplying my seeds on. You got to expect. So, and, And the Bible says we believe, therefore we speak. We believe what he said in his word, so that's what we speak. And as you do that again, I've been saved for 14 years now. Scripture says this, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. And I can surely say, you know, yes, it's been some, some, I've had some difficult times, but I haven't, God hasn't forsaken me. He's, right, he always sees us through. He's always seen me through. Might not even realize how he was going to do yeah. it, but he does it. Paul said, I've learned to abound in, and I learned to abase. That's when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He said, you know, I've, I've learned to live high off the hog and I learned to eat some Vienna sausages and some, and some of those little canned, uh, some spam. <laughs> But he says, I, I've learned to be content with, in no matter what state I am. I learned to abound and learn to base. Then he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But God is able, and God will uh, see us do, especially if we start applying the principles. And there's a principle called seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping and giving. And uh, that's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. We hope this broadcast has been a blessing to you. And remember, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.